Welcome back to Mind Litter Podcast. We have Brian on as our guest today. Yes. Brian, you want to introduce yourself? Hey, what's up, guys? First guy. What up? What up? He's my brother. <laughs> I like actually, though. He's my brother. Real life brother. <laughs> so yeah, um, just tell us a little <clears throat> intro about you. Small intro. Um, well, I'm 28 years old. I grew up in Minnesota, um, related to Angie. If that means anything. Um, <laughs> I'm a chef in the city. Um, yeah. A head chef. What restaurant? I work at Kobe Dino in the Galleria in Dino, Minnesota, Fancy. as the executive chef, making fish and steaks. More expensive <laughs> dishes. How's this plan? Y'all better go see him. Yeah. yeah. yeah Pay that out because that food is fire. Every time I've gone, it has not disappointed at all. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, this week, we're going to be talking about there's levels to this shit. And, of course, that means something different to everybody. But we wanted to talk about the emotional levels of things, the physical levels of things, especially pertaining to, like, trauma and childhood and how you grow up and how you get through all of that shit. How do you get through all that shit? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even realize there was levels to this shit until, like, a couple years I feel ago. like most of the time I just do things and I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. But, oh, but it works out. It always works out. I feel 100%. like it's almost better not to have a plan like this podcast. Sometimes <laughs> and sometimes. It depends. Like the podcast There's has an outline. No, I'm There's just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's, like, it's, a r- it's a rough, we have a rough guide. Yes. Yeah. And that's in like life. It's just a guide of experience. You mm-hmm. know? Because things pop up and then shit changes. So it's like if you get too stuck to your plan. Yeah. Attachment. Yes. Always come back to the attachment. I know. It, like, always does. That's fucking weird. True. So, um, yeah, the reason that we picked Brian, I mean, I know Brian because he's my brother, but um, I think, in my opinion, Brian is um, super successful, especially coming from pretty much nothing. So I just wanted him to talk about um, how he got through that and, like, how he turned something that could have been very... Um, shitty he could have easily fell into um you know the prison cycle or drugs or just not doing still can yeah <laughs> it's not hey. too late um just like how he how i term it came out on top from that shit so um and the levels to the shit like yeah it wasn't as easy as just like okay ignore this and do that or like don't do this, don't do that. But how intricate it came down to when you chose to do the things that you do. And even, like, your repercussions for certain choices that you made or didn't make, you know? Yeah. So if you want to talk about a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, first thing I would say would be um, uh, a little disclaimer. Uh, I have taken the time to go through my memories. Um, earliest date from when I could remember something. And from that moment try to remember how each thing made me feel. Um, I think when I would go through my childhood, there's a lot of points of just kind of uh, gray areas or cloudy times, as I say. Um, but um, Cloudy as in, like, you don't really know what happened? Yeah, or I, would like... say, I would say the dark times, kind of when you're not conscious. You're just kind of there. You're just kind of going through it. You're just kind of living through the motions. You're a kid. Autopilot. When did that change? When did that feeling change from the innocence of like, I'm looking around, I see things. I think the first thing for me was like, I got my ass beat. 
and I was very confused as to why I got my ass beat. You know, yeah. looking back at it now as an adult, I can you know interpret it that way. Yeah. I don't understand why I got my ass beat or why I got beat. Um, and by like <clears throat> my your, father. Yeah. Um, my father's from Liberia. He was a straight African, like hard put guy. Worked really hard, but was not a people person at all. Um, or a fatherly person. Yeah. For that yeah. Aspect. So, so that was the first time I would say I became aware. You know, I, I was getting my ass beat. And you're like, what? And it made me be like, why am I getting my ass beat? So I started becoming aware of my behaviors. You know, maybe it's because I'm doing this. So I started trying different variations of things to get different reactions out of him. And even that young. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Yeah, because you're, like, you're, you know, you're trying to figure out, like, what am I doing that's triggering him this to guy my is ass? upset. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's not until you're older where you realize, like, okay, he just has a lot of issues himself. Right. And, but you can spend tons of time digging yourself into a hole, trying to change yourself, trying to fix yourself to adjust to somebody that is kind of stuck in their, stuck in their way and going to yeah. be in their way. Not even aware that they're in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, from there, I mean, he would very much push me on school, 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 school. I mean, I would, from three years old, I was doing multiplication, and it made me, like, hate it because you it were was forced to very forcible, and I would also be, like, get beat in between, like, not knowing how to do the math problems or not knowing how to do this. So, like, naturally, rebelliously, like, didn't like school or didn't like yeah. math education mm -hmm. part not understanding the value of what i could get out of it you know if i was introduced to education as you know hey what do you want to do when you grow up and i'd be like i want to do this like, oh this you want those you type of there. freedoms you want to you want to take last vacations you want to do this wow you're gonna to have to do a lot of schooling if it was explained to me in that sense Instead i think just I, being like because <clears throat> you have to do it because yeah. fucking set <laughs> you're like all right, all right. Um, okay so, there's like no why behind it yeah, yeah, so very confused, right? So then when I started thinking about it more, you know, I've talked about it with our brother, Alan, you know, um, you know, while that's going on, you know, I'm a confused little kid. I'm going to school. I'm doing my regular business. But in this time, like, you're traumatized. You just beat in the head or whatever just happened to you. And now you're walking through the day traumatized. You know, if you break your ankles or break a finger, you need two weeks, three weeks, three months to recover. Yeah. You get yeah. your ass beat. People just expect you to be normal the next day. Yeah, I just want to pause there for a second. So now that you're an adult, and well, I guess you had an opinion about it when you were a kid going through that experience. But now that you're an adult, how do you feel about like hitting your kids? Um, I mean, basically, you're showing your kid that's how you deal with situations. You're, it's like aggression. This is how you deal with this. You know, if you're not going to listen to me, I'm going to kick your ass. You know, and that's how you're showing them you deal with situations. You know, and if they eventually will learn to love and respect you, they're going to take on the actions that you do. They're going to copy you. This is Thinking that's like the normal. Yeah. yeah. Or like you know, how it should be. I and I turned out fine. I hear that all the time. You know, yeah. I turned out fine. You're like, no, you didn't. You just haven't even dealt with it. Scratched the surface of mm -hmm. your, your, yeah. your healing. You know? That's exactly what I think. I think I used to be like, I used to be like, yeah, I'm going to hit my kids because I used to I used to get spanked. I didn't get beat, but I used to get spanked pretty hard. I thought it was effective. And I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, well, well, when my dad spanked me, I didn't fucking, I didn't do that shit again. But then you learn that it's like, this is literally traumatizing the fuck out I of your child. I learned to become more sneaky. I learned yeah. to become a bit stealthier. I learned yeah. to become a better liar. Uh -huh. I learned not to, they taught me everything opposite of what they thought they were teaching. Mm -hmm. You know, and, you know, going back, you know, it's like, 
unless you take the time to go through your mind, like literally just comb through your mind and your memories, you will not learn that part of your your you just your brush awareness. It, off. it will not be a part of your consciousness or your existence. You know, and you'll go through life just thinking, eh. You know, it is what it is. But like, there's a reason why you drink. There's a reason why you smoke. There's a reason why you do a lot of the things you do, and you might not know it's just because you're avoiding something. Yeah, it sounds usually so because you're avoiding. Something. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds so simple. Like so many people are like, "Well, you're filling a void by drinking, or you're filling a void by." Smoking. But what's the void? You have to figure out. Yeah, what and the I void feel like is. a lot of people are just like, "No, I just enjoy it. Like I just enjoy getting drunk, or I just enjoy getting high." And it's just kind of like, "But why?" But that though? is, I think that's because a lot of people just aren't aware or like in tune with what right. like there's some shit like you have to go deep to figure out really why deep. am i like this and if you're not if there's no interest in learning why yeah then then it will be oh this just is i like this there's just well, it's yeah fun. so i mean i would <laughs> say the first level to that is like you have to be willing you know the first step is like willing you want to have to want to understand denial. or you have to want to change or you have to want this to be different and the next step would be honesty. You have to be very honest with yourself. Oh, I love that. You, know, you yeah. have, have to, to get real. With you have you to do. be very honest with yourself. You, you have to say I'm very addicted. Nice you have to say I'm a, you know, I am, you know, stop comparing yourself to somebody else and go, and you know, they do that. You know, who cares that they do that? There's hold yourself accountable. You. Yeah. Hold yourself responsible. That would be the next step would be responsibility and accountability. You know, you have to be. It's big. From the get-go, the first thing that I did to get over a lot of my issues was to, I, um, first took responsibility that I wanted to be here on this earth. I didn't put it on my parents. I didn't want to be here. I hear that shit. You know, my parents made me. Nah, fuck that. I'm sure as a soul, whoever I was, up there, wherever, down there, I wanted to come here. So and I first took responsibility for yeah, that. Yeah, I love washed, that. That washed away a lot of, like, hate for my dad or hate for my mom or, mm -hmm. you know, and now trying to go back as an adult and understand them, you know, they're young children that were getting beat as well. You know, they're, like, I was... Getting to, like, you think about all the kids that were walking around, we're going through, like, the same shit. I remember I would hear the dude at Melbourne. Like Brian Hill, Briar These Hill kids are being beat next door. And then we're all just going outside and we're just playing with each other, all fucking traumatized, unaware of it, you know. Mm -hmm. Our parents were good in the same thing, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> we expect our parents to be, like, superheroes when we're kids. Mm -hmm. We expect they have all the answers. We expect, like, you're 30 years old. You should know. And I'm like 28 years old. And I'm like, man, do I wish I would like yeah. put my foot in my mouth a few more times, you know? Yeah. As I grow older, I feel like you almost relate more to your parents, even though I don't personally have kids. I know you don't. I see, it go, I see it go two ways. I see people relate to their parents more. I see them like hate their parents more. Well, yeah, because they, I feel like they get that awareness, but then they don't want to do the deeper digging of it because they're like... Right. They could just be like, well, my parents used to beat me. And then it's like, I fucking hate them. Why they didn't they fuck their Like, whoever's yeah. parents yeah. are probably, like, they were probably beat. Right. Or more, exactly. You know, a lot of the time, it's exactly. just like layers are like, you know, they were beat, never dealt with it. Yeah, yeah you just get more it. empathetic as you get old. A lot of people do anyway, not everybody. But right. like, you just get more empathetic as you get older. And you're like, well, if my parent was beating me, why the fuck were they so angry to beat me? Or like... Even just like, were they repeating a pattern, or were they really just like incapable of ex of like handling their own emotions? Because right. that's what it is. Like when you oh, beat somebody, that's what it is. You, you literally handle can't handle yourself. Yeah, like, like you are having a temper tantrum, and, and, and you're beating somebody. You hear, reacting. you hear the first thing he made me. So what you're saying at that point is you do not have control. Yeah, you, you don't have control because somebody else made you. He made me mad. He made me pissed. He mm -hmm. made me angry. I the first thing you, you gave, <laughs> I know it's so bad. You gave away <laughs> Not your literally, hate, but you gave away your accountability, and 
that's where your whole foundation will fall apart. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if you don't have something in your own hands, then how the fuck are you ever going to change it or alter it? It's like, that's literally the first step is taking accountability and being like, um, this is, there's something that I can do about this or the whole thing is about me and, like, I can take responsibility for this and accept it. I feel like acceptance is a huge thing with that. Yeah, and we definitely. talked about that in our first episode. Yeah. I say that would be the next step. Like, oh, so we, our first episode was like self-awareness and self-acceptance and how those two are so crucial to like growing and getting rid of some of the litter in your mind and making it something more elevated for yeah. yourself. Otherwise, you're going to watch somebody go through like cognitive dissonance, you know, when mm-hmm. you try to put in or implement a new can ideology. You, can you explain what that is to people? Because I think um, a lot of people don't know what that means. Uh, so basically when say you have an uh, a formulation of ideas in your head you know like what's a good example um, I don't even know I'm drawing a blank um, a good idea like, like, uh, crossing the street. say religion we'll say oh, religion okay. religion would be a good one you know like oh no this can't happen because God says it can't you know and like if you were to pull out a scientific fact and put it in their face they could not accept it because if this, if they were to accept that fact as a reality, it would dismantle the previous beliefs, and it would then for dismantle their whole entire belief system. It crumbles their whole ideologies, all the systems, right? Everything that's kind of connected with it, because you know, like if I was to tell you we're all going to burn in hell, and then I can prove to you that we're not going to burn in hell, you couldn't accept this idea because then it everything, ties to every other thing. Everything you yeah. believed in would be a lie then. Yeah. And that's really hard for people to do. You see that a lot in, like, education systems. I don't want to. It's a very hard thing to do. You know, yeah. you don't want to admit that you're something wrong. you're doing is wrong. Something you're living is wrong. Yeah, like starting yeah. over is so yeah. scary. You know, it's like, I, I struggle with that myself. But at the same time, that's where if you can build on those foundations of honesty, accountability, responsibility, you can get through that part. You can get through that hump of just being like, Hmm, am I being honest? Like, did this really make me angry or did this hurt my feelings? feelings. Like, and then, then I'm reacting with my emotions. Yeah, like, can you break it down for yourself? Can you get your thought process to be organized? Or are you always going to be, like, emotional reactor or just somebody who's just right. like, you know what? Oh, you shouldn't have. Don't talk to me like that. You see people, they want you to talk to them like that. Don't talk to me like that because I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. It's like validation <laughs> for them. And it's just like. It. I learned something interesting about that exactly. that's like shame because I struggle well yeah I still do struggle with like toxic shame and my therapist actually told me she was like well the thing about shame is you actually seek people out to validate you to be more shameful of yourself so like you would seek somebody that would make you more ashamed yeah. because you want to be like I am ashamed yeah. I'm, I don't deserve this I'm unworthy so you seek things that make you feel unworthy so that you can be like, see, right. so like I your shame is valid. Exactly. Yeah, Literally so I mean, that. those can be the poisons in your garden right there where like you start planting those little things in your brain. like, And then it just trickles it's down. It's a poison. All it's of a sudden bad. you start seeing your brain just changing all of its thought process when really you can do the exact opposite. I mean, right. With it, every single day it's you choice. can do the exact opposite. Yeah. You can be like, this dude is fucking late. You can like, and this dude's fucking late. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, I mean, honestly, changing your mind is like can be that easy. I mean Well, not having like the emotional fucking charge behind everything. Because too. what's I mean, if you can break it down to be like, I mean, what I used to do in my own brain, because I, I had a lot of anxiety, had a lot of depression, whatnot, those kind of things. So, you know, so what I would do in my brain would be like, what's the worst that can happen? 
Okay, the worst Dude, thing that can happen that is I die. Okay, am I afraid of death? No. No. Like, okay, I'm afraid of nothing, and there's so nothing the to fuck? worry about. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So I started. All right, cool. So I got that down. All right, let's move forward. You know, mm-hmm. so that's kind of like how. I would, it's and, like grounding yourself. Yeah, I mean, then you you begin to find your voice in your head because something that I crossed upon when I was doing uh, lots of LSD and lots of mushrooms was. There would be a lot of different voices in my head, from it being my father, my sister, my mother, just influences, like, that's fucking stupid, or that's not good enough, or that'll never work. And there's a point where I remember just being in my own brain, like, where's my voice? I couldn't even find or hear my own voice. Once I started talking to myself more, building up on my mental a little bit more, leading myself a little bit more, like, I began to hear that voice, like, always be a part of my conscious, you know? And do you phase in and out of that nowadays? Like, I'm sure you're... 100%. Like, like you have the voice, like, not literal voices, but, like, you argue with yourself in your head a lot. I yeah. feel like people think that that is crazy, like, that you talk to yourself, but it's, like, so I literally healthy. talk to myself all, all the time. time. I talk myself through things. That's the most healthy thing I think you could do. I it's mean, not crazy at all, bro. So that inner voice, for both of you, I guess I should ask, do you... F- like, you hear that inner voice, but you feel that inner voice yeah, in your body? Yeah, and was like, and yes. when I looked in human design, that's what I found, because yeah, you're, yeah. You're, whatever human design that you are, which people should look into, I'm not going to go super far in detail about it, but um, my inner voice is at my um, diaphragm right here. Okay. And that's crazy, because when I was growing up, I would get intuitive feelings all the time, like my intuition is really strong. And I didn't learn that until I became, like, until I went through a lot of shit, like, abuse and, like, all this fucking downfall and then fell flat on my face. And then I was, like, so thinking back on it, like, thinking back about my memories and being, like, this happened and this happened. And then I'd always be, like, I literally thought to not do that. Or, like, I literally had that intuition to be, like, yeah. Yeah. And I feel it right here. Like, it's, like, the actual diaphragm. And and I want to say, I feel it's really, really important that... Every time you feel those feelings, you act on them. For I mean, sure. Because otherwise, I mean, that's basically your superpower. And then that's how you my build superpower, trust, bro. Like straight up. Yeah, it's, yeah. Your, it's your superpower. And like, it's giving you the signs, and when you don't take them, I mean, it's just like uh, going against. You're like yourself. closing a door every yeah, time. Mm-hmm. Basically. But if you listen, then it's opening and opening and staying open. It has a lot to do with four layers, like whatever, yeah, like levels, levels, this, yeah, levels. You can think of your body as an instrument. That you constantly have to keep in tune. Mm-hmm. You constantly or have to plant. keep playing. Yeah, plant. You have to constantly mm-hmm. be watering, trimming. You know, keeping the, the work's never line. done. Yeah, it's definitely you have to keep up on your shit. Like, yeah. you can't just let your garden go to shit. No, no. You can't yeah. stop. You're not gonna have any fruit to bear. Maybe it's the same thing with your mental. I mean, if we, I mean, I focus a lot on being quiet as much as when I'm in a group, I talk. You know, but there's a lot of times it's just really good to quiet because. Your mental, just the thoughts that you're saying or just the things that you're reading can start shaping your reality. For sure. Oh, 100%, like, my mental health affects, like, my intuition or whatever the voice, whatever you want to call it. Like, you can tell if my mental health is off, I'm not clear. Like, Like I I can't feel as much where I usually feel things. Yeah, it's like your connections. You know, it's your connections off, you know. And your physical It is, yeah, it's just you're disconnected. If you're eating, like, shitty food and you're just, like, slumped. My fucking intuition is like, Meow. like I always like, think like um, we're like a like a cell phone or some shit. Yeah. You know, it's like, and some of us are connected on like one G, two G, three G. Oh, I love G, that. G, literally you know, levels to the yeah, shit. literally levels. To the, <laughs> and I feel like sometimes you just get so disconnected, you know, and 
uh, you just, you can't, I mean, you're, you know I mean? Think about it. If you didn't have like connection to your phone, you know, you cannot make calls. You know, I feel like it's the same thing when you, you lose connection with yourself, like you just lose that same capability with the humans or with, you know, that triggering feeling or mm-hmm. that intuition feeling. Yeah. And I feel, I do feel like it's important just for people to know or even to remind ourselves like that disconnection so like it's okay sometimes like I feel like people disconnect and then beat themselves up but I feel like when I when I do like feel disconnected and then I do the work the mental what right. I, like I have like my routines like I know what I what works for me and I feel like I come back a little stronger each time not like it's like like life-changing but like it's building it's to something up. strong it's a level up it's like it, yeah. I, I feel stronger I feel like oh I know one I have one more tool when this happens again because it probably fucking is going right. to happen again yeah <laughs> add, it, add it to the arsenal yeah for sure for sure and leveling up like that is like you would have to you almost have to disconnect and have those experiences to level up. You have because to like disconnect almost to reconnect. Gonna, yeah, like how are you going to level up? If you, you, just even, like, you can't even be aware that you're connected until you exactly. That's what I was trying to say. I know like, that or like how? No, it doesn't. I think maybe whatever it could. But it's like you do. It's like the same thing. Like we have to like like going through suffering. I'm so glad I went through suffering because like I wouldn't know what true suffering is. I still probably don't even know what true suffering is compared to what. You know, ancestors before me were experiencing, right. or you know, even people now are experiencing. You know, but in mm-hmm. my level of perception, in my experience, you know, the it suffering so I have, worse. yeah, and I'm just very grateful. You know, suffering yeah. is definitely a blessing. It's if such you a blessing. Change your mind to look at it that way. It is, and it's hard. It's yeah, and hard it comes back to um, like, like just we kind of been talking about like how you choose to look at things. Like, it, this happened to me, or what did I learn? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this happened to me, or like, you know, I chose to do this, so these things then fell in place. You know? Or even how you like talk about your dad, like you don't t- you talk about like from just like a place, like this is what happened. Like, a neutral place. like some people could be like, he forget did him, or like he, my whole child. Well, and also your energy's like not angry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely like that. He know? was. Yeah, like how did you talk about how you got through? Because I remember obviously growing up and you being kind of like a rebellious kid and just kind of being like, I don't give a fuck about shit and kind of just like doing whatever the fuck you wanted despite yeah. people's feelings or concerns. Yeah. Um, I mean, from what I've Besides, gone Besides like every child kind of going through that, but like... From what I've gone through into my head, you know, like what I was really wanting was attention. I really wanted attention and the way that I kept getting attention was to do like... Crazy shit. Crazy shit. Outlandish shit. But, you know, at the same time... Yeah, because you were neglected like fuck. Yeah, at the same time, like, you know, my dad, I would see this guy every other weekend, and this guy would just beat my ass randomly. Like, so I, I would have to brush my teeth and go show him my tongue every time I finished brushing. So I would go show him. First time I ever did it. I went to his house. First time I could be aware of it. I went to his house. I brushed my teeth. He said, come on, show me your tongue when you're done. I went out. I showed him. And he just fucking slapped me across the face. I was like, probably like three. And I started bawling. And he slapped me again and said, stop crying. And I started, like, trying to stop crying, but I was, like, choking on my cries. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Then yeah. Like, slap me again. <laughs> slap me again. Yeah. And, like, this dude would just randomly beat me. Just, like, you know, hey, my man, did you did you do this? And I'm like, absolutely no. not. You know, and he just beat my ass. And, yeah. So I would just die to go to my mom's house and be with this freedom. No fucking dialect. Like, you, you know? can't even communicate. Yeah, I couldn't. So I just... Him either. I mean, like, he I didn't even just, communicate like, anything. Was, like why didn't you do that, Brian? Or like you're you didn't brush your teeth good enough. Let me show you no. how to fucking brush your like. He would get so mad. He would, 
I think that related back to his ego. Yeah. He had a massive ego and he demanded respect. When really like he needed to be humble to be told like he's not shit. Yeah. And, like he really shouldn't have an ego. I mean, yeah. <laughs> literally sure, bro, like you should. Yeah. You know, like you're a piece of shit. But, yeah. But like So then mom's was like your escape. Yeah, so like my mom's was my escape, but at the same time, like taking it for granted. You know, it's like she gives me all these freedoms, but at the same time, I definitely would just do Abuse whatever the, the fuck I wanted to, yeah. you know, and, um, like this motherfucker was driving her car when he well, was you probably like, well, you get away, like, yeah, get yeah, away with like, it. whatever it was going to be was not going to be as bad as what my dad was going to yeah, be. Yeah, no way. You know, so like, mom probably couldn't even catch you to beat you. Yeah, so everything <laughs> that she would build wouldn't matter. Like, I would take money out of her ATMs and go buy weed. I was a bad little kid, you know, do whatever I wanted, you know, because my dad basically at a certain time, my dad would stop showing up. I, I we moved from, uh, St. Louis Park. And we moved to Brooklyn Center, not a very far drive, but from there on, he stopped showing up to my house every other weekend, and he would show up on my birthday and, like, Thanksgiving. So he would just show up, Randomly, I would see him, I, I would just get through it. I stopped going to school because now I didn't have to go to school because he had built my whole programming on... You have on, to go to school. On him, basically, on a, off of his fear. So when he stopped showing up... He didn't teach me the value of why I was going to school. He told me, yeah. if I didn't go to school, I got I'm my scared. ass beat. Now yeah. I don't get my ass beat, I don't want to go to school. school. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, totally self-sabotaging. Yeah. But, um, so I would see him every other week until um, I was probably, like, 20. Then, like, 21. I didn't see him for, like, two, three years. And then I was, I got, uh, my mom came off of a bus and said, God, I just saw your dad on the bus. I said, oh, wow. You know, here's his number. I said, oh, my God. That's crazy. Of course, I want to have a relationship with my father. So I, right. I call this guy and we we meet up for lunch. And, uh, you know, I have to say before that, many times he would, on my birthday or whatnot, I would wait out on the stoop. Yeah. They would never show up. Like, never show up. Yeah. You know, so we we started meeting up. You know, we're meeting again. And, you know, it's it's healthy. It feels good. It feels like, fuck yeah. Like, oh, so you're, you're, you're in a place with him right now that feels <clears throat> I'm good? I'm not. Oh, no. I was. At 20. Plot twist. <laughs> Yeah, so so uh, we start meeting up again, you know, and we're having a healthy relationship. You know, he asked me like, "Hey, can I kind of borrow two hundred fifty bucks, my man?" I'm like, "Of course, Dad." Like, You're my dad. You just want to have a dad. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, two weeks I'll pay you. Uh, three weeks goes by. You know, my man just he writes me a check and says, "My man, like, can you just not cash it right now?" I'm like, "For sure." Yeah. Two months goes by, you know, three months. My man, can you just not cash it? I just looked at him, I ripped it up, I said, "Hey, don't worry about it." Yeah. Just fucking move on. You know, as long as we're getting lunch together. Right. It's all that really matters. You just wanted his time. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we, we start making plans again, you know, and I wait at this fucking Denny's, and this dude never shows up. I'm like 21, you know, I'm like, fuck yeah. this. I am not going through this again. Yeah. Um, but it did definitely damage me at that time. But uh, <clears throat> You're more aware of it. So basically, we stopped seeing each other after that. That was it. Yes. That's the last time you uh, saw him. I remember I, I, I brought up the instances. So I was in the car with him, and I said, Dad, yeah, God, I ask you, man, how could you just leave me in that house? My, no, my house was my mother. My mother was a drug addict. But how could you just leave me in that house and, like, you didn't, like, worry or think about me? Yeah. You know, just... And just, wait, did you did you tell him about that when that was going on? I was telling was him. Using? Yeah, I was telling him. Yeah. So that was when you had your little relationship for a little bit. Yeah. And then you told him that, like, yo. Yeah, so I had to say it to him, like, you know, and he literally looked at me and said, my man, you were acting crazy. And I was like. What? 
and was so offended by that answer because right. you know it's like I'm a child. You know? Yeah. Um, and I said, "Wow, are you serious?" Like, yeah, you were acting crazy. I'm like, "So you just abandoned me?" I remember like actually flipping out in the car, yeah, and, like, clapping my hands, like, "Father of the year, right He's here!" About to get yeah, like, Father of the year, right here. Like, I was just like, "Man, you are a fucking pathetic man. Like, yeah, you're, you're always gonna be lonely. You're always gonna be sad." Just called him out. And you know, basically, then to his like credit, he could then be like, "See, you're acting crazy still." Oh, uh, you know, like, he gaslit you. Because you That's know what fun. he didn't do? He wasn't honest. He didn't take responsibility. He didn't take acceptance. So he never, yeah, he didn't no accept what he actually did, you know. But um, so from there, you know, I he was always telling me I could never be successful without college. And boys, I would, I would, you pick me up, I would have earrings in my ear. Boys who wear earrings don't go to college. Rip that shit out of my ear. Always basically just telling me if I didn't do this, I wasn't going to be, be successful. And I wasn't going to have a good life. So now, naturally, I was like, well, I'm going to not do any of that stuff. Yeah. I dropped out of school when I was like 13 because at that time, you know, these kids are going to school. They're thinking about like fucking Xbox and like Call of Duty later. I was thinking about like, hopefully I get to eat this school lunch. Hopefully yeah. there's something to eat. Because mom was broke, bro. Yeah. So like my mom basically, we had a stepfather from like 5 to 12. Then this guy like just, just disappeared. <laughs> Just straight <laughs> yeah. up. I think you went back to Kenya. Yeah. I tried to Google him once. Yeah, he is back in Kenya. <laughs> he is. But uh, so she started naturally going on the chat lines to find, you know, comfort. And, you know, there's obviously nothing wrong with that. But she was, the decisions from and choices she place. was making were coming from a wrong place. Very and a wrong. place of just, you know, I want comfort. So random guys were starting to come through our home. Random guys were starting to come into my house and just ran. Like, it became a normal. We literally just called them at the time moms, moms dudes. Niggas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I uh, called them moms niggas. You would call them moms, moms dudes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and. <laughs> Gotta clarify that one. Yeah, yeah, these dudes would come through here and, you know, at the time, you know, you're at the same level as these guys. I wasn't like respecting my mom on the same level, so I couldn't really see that they were disrespecting her. If that yeah, makes that any makes sense. sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and at the time, I really like. My mom was just like, seemed like she had just given up on like being a mom. I was like, you guys, totally. you guys got this, you know? Like, she was. Yeah. So like, all of a sudden I started noticing like my mom was like skipping a week, a day of work, a week, like every week, every Monday, every Tuesday, you know? And then like, it wasn't to the point where I went to steal her ATM card to buy some weed. that I saw the crack pipe on the dresser. Yeah. You know? Fuck. And I was like, what the fuck is this? You know? And she's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, just trying to play stupid, you know. And I remember at that time, that was a time where I like, you know, what are my resources? I kind of went into survival mode. I was like, well, fuck school. Fight or like, flight. Yeah, I'm, this doesn't really matter, you know. Like I'm basically like contending meals with these random guys. I remember one time. I mean, she had cooked us lunch, her uh, or me, myself, and her boyfriend at the time, and um, came out, brought him his plate. I sat there, and then like, she. He was, you know, eating his plate, eating his plate, and then she brought the other plate. And before she could hand it to me, he said, no, babe, I'm still hungry. And she literally, with no, like, pause, pause, Hesitation. just turn, gave it right to him. And at that moment, I realized, like, my mom was dead. Like, the idea, yeah. the feeling of my mom was in my head of who she was, but who she is now, currently, in this level, is gone. Is gone. Like, yeah. she is no longer my mother. Yeah. You know, and at that time, I just started treating her like business. Like, okay, well, you get child support, correct? Yes, I need that. So when I was like 15, I started getting like $500, $600. And I was like, you know, 
I can live like this. Yeah. You know, this is fine because all I had been seeing. So that's like, literally how you learned how to like take care of yourself. A little bit, yeah. With this money. You know, Financially. At this time in our house, to catch you up, you know, we didn't have any heat, we didn't have any hot water. We were washing our clothes in a bathtub with boiled hot water. And so yeah. we didn't have the heat in the winter. We would just put pots on the stove and steam water all day. I almost got carbon monoxide poisoning yeah. from that. Yeah, almost got carbon monoxide poisoning. Had <laughs> black hole in the basement. You know what I mean? So we're growing up in that kind of conditioning. So, you know, at the time, I'm thinking I'm the coolest kid. You know, I'm picking my friends up from school. These fucking idiots are still at school. I'm picking like, them up. <laughs> yeah, fucking dumb. Let's get drunk. Yeah, I'm going to get the ATM <laughs> card and getting out the $20 to so go buy a, a dime sack, you know, and five cheeseburgers from... The dollar menu. Yeah, I'm the coolest fucking kid. I thought. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, you were you know, cool though. Yeah. You're also, like really influential. Yeah. I mean, at the time, I felt like you had a haven to come hang out with me. And I was yeah. Positive. And like mom's house was fucking cool. Yeah, it was cool. Because you could do whatever the fuck you right. want. Like, like the ideal hang. But if was I was a, like, I, I was a parent of any of my friends. I would have like, went there. Fuck, are you doing? Yeah, I've been house. like, no, you gotta. Yeah, go home. which really did me a disservice because I, I felt like I was actually a really nice kid. But yeah, all the were. time I was getting like a really shitty rap just because of like my parents' house. You know, yeah, my mom's house, for sure. And, how it and the fact that you didn't go to school, so yes. people were like, "Well, he's clearly a bad influence." He's a fucking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so they had like, mo- like more important things to worry about in school. Oh and man, then so, mode. so yeah. this was going on too. So I mean, so I was I was living in this house, you know, um, and it was it was definitely getting taken over by this guy Javon. This was her He's boyfriend that came shit. in, and this guy got me into gangs. I was then into gangs. I thought I was a gangster then, and uh, he blessed me in, and he brought all his homies, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, all his homies are here." Like, I'm cool. I'm a real nigga now. <laughs> You know, but you also were like, you were looking for love. But I was looking yeah, for that, yeah, so I just wanted it. that guidance. Yeah, that's the going through your and mind. And the dad part, what that too. Was. You, know, like, you want that male influence, you're looking for it in like, almost every direction. And you want to be like approved by him. Yeah, so what ends up happening, so this whole time I'm missing school, you know, I get on a truancy list. So then I'm now on a truancy list, so then I get a probation officer. So then, probation officer, naturally, they test me for weed. Now I become a criminal. I'm now a criminal. At like 13. To the state, yeah. So I'm, I'm now drug testing every week, and I'm going to court and shit every other week. And, you know, my, my judge Which is, is so fucked when you think about this. Like, everybody listening to this story, this kid is a criminal. Yeah, I'm now being treated And, like, nothing has... Like, he's done They're nothing They're telling me wrong. every week I have to quit this weed? Like, you haven't passed one UA test, Brian. We've had 32 UAs, and I'm like, I'm not quitting weed. <laughs> this is <laughs> this how is I how survive. You yeah, yeah, this is how yeah, I'm coping with this You're going reality. through such hard things. Yeah, so, I mean, so it comes to this, like, kind of this phase where everything changes. You know, like, we're gangbanging and stuff. Everything's cool. You know, mom's a crackhead. We're drinking, <laughs> <laughs> we're drinking liquor. You know, we're just living the life we want to live. You Whoops. know, that's what we think, you know. Um, and then court gets real. I get uh, public pretender or defender, as they call them. And this lady, she's a black public lady. Pretender. And I'm thinking, this lady's going to be on my side. Old black lady. She looks at me and says, like, boy, I've seen you. You're tight like 150 times before this. You don't even know your name on the side of a barn. And you're useless to society. And I was like. Wow. Damn, she's like, you better pack your toothbrush. You better t- pack your toothbrush. This is like the first yeah. moment I had to kind of was like, am I a fucking loser? Yeah. You know, like, why is this yeah. lady treating me like this? Yeah. You know? Especially like, someone who you thought was going to be on your side. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we go to court and she tells the judge, you know, like, yeah, he really needs to shape up his act. If he doesn't, I think we should send him to uh, 
juvie. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So shit's about to get real. Mm-hmm. I'm not quitting weed though. So <laughs> it's about to get real. real. Something so, I know for yeah. sure. So I go to I go to I go to court the next time and you know I'm thinking I'm gonna fucking go to juvie. I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna go to juvie. This is it. Yeah. So I can devise this plan that I have a drug problem and I need to go to rehab. Okay. Smart. So I go into the courthouse and, you know, my, my public defender, I already got a whole thing ready for her. You know, she stands up and she's like, Your Honor, our, our, or she says to me before we start, I hope you packed your toothbrush. I'm like, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so she starts talking and says her piece, you know, I think this boy really needs to get his help before it's too late, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I looked at the laws before us. I, I saw I could wave her. I said, hey, Your Honor, I'd like to wave my public defender. And she left. She was like, good luck. She left. I felt cool. And then I had to spiel my whole thing to the the uh, judge. I said, you know, I have this drug problem that's just holding me back from school. You know, I just, I do it to cope with the anxiety, but then it gives me more anxiety. And she's, I think I need rehabilitation. Brian, are you sure? I was going to give you three days community service. And in the moment, I was like, God Fuck. damn it. <laughs> but I was like, I would laugh. all right, for sure. Yeah. Let, let's go on with it. So all of a sudden, now I'm pulled out of my house. This house that was kind of going down, but it was going down. I think Brianna was taken. She was already taken. Our younger sister was taken to South Carolina. Angie lived with her dad. My yeah. mother had moved to. So I, basically, was now my. Was his girlfriend? Alan? Yeah. Okay. So now my mother was left just to Javon. You know, and I'm in rehab learning about all sorts of great drugs <laughs> that I thought, you know. So I'm in rehab, you know, learning this experience and learning this side of like. A whole nother reality, you know, I'm going to school again, I'm seeing shit, you know, I'm going back to school. But also you had structure there. Yeah, I had structure. I liked it. And support. I liked the routine. I liked making my bed. I liked getting an allowance. I loved it. Mm -hmm. I loved this shit, you know. But, I I mean, rehab ended for me because, you know, I couldn't take a piss when I wanted to take a piss. You know, I went in there, I said, hey, I need to pee. Hey, there's another lady peeing right now, you gotta wait. I waited like 20 minutes, hey, she's still out there. I peed in a bottle, I got kicked out of rehab. Oh, really? Oh, damn. Yeah, so when I got back home, this is the part, you know, so I got back home to my house, and I got back home, and my keyboard, you know, my music was... And he was, like, super musically talented. Like, he taught himself how to play guitar and keyboard, and he was just, like, bomb as fuck. Yeah, it was really good. Like, not ordinary. Like, he was, like, whoa. Who the fuck I mean, the fact that you taught it yourself. Yeah, so I just, like, I was at home, not going to school, so I played guitar. But I came home, this guy had pawned my guitar, Javon, he had pawned my... All my shit. Pawned two of my guitars, pawned my keyboard, and... Stuff that you paid for with your... My child support. Your child support. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, yours. But it was mine. Yeah. And the whole dynamic on the house had changed. I got in the house for the first day, and there was, like, a group of adults sitting on my living room floor, and they, I walked in the kitchen, and there was literally a little jar of crack cooking on the stove. And I was like, wow, this shit has gotten, like, super real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, you know, I felt like... This is a trap house now. Yeah, everything was about to change. I just felt it inside. Like, and I kept saying it to, you know, I was going back to school now. I was going to an ALC, and I kept saying to my boy every day who dropped me, I'm like, you know, everything is about to change. You know, you know, a couple days later, sheriffs were at the door, and they're like, hey, is your mom here? And she was like, I'm not here, you know? Yeah, hi. uh, Yeah, they told us that our house was foreclosed, and we had three days to move out. So I went to her, and I said, hey, here's the papers from the... The sheriffs, we have to be out of this house in three days. And she literally just sat there and cried. And Javon called his other girlfriend, packed his shit, and left with her in the driveway. And it was just back to being me and my mom. And right. uh, <clears throat> she wasn't going to do shit about it. And 
I was like, well, I'm not just going to fucking go down. So yeah, you had to be the adult. I called my <laughs> Uncle Mark and I said, hey, here's the situation. You know, fast forward, he got us a moving truck, got us first month's rent. So now I'm living in like a one bedroom apartment with my mother. Um, this is fine for me at the time. Yeah. I think this is okay. Right. Um, I got my video games, there's internet. We're cool. Some beer. There's some food I now, finally. Weed. You got heat, you got weed, right? hot water. Yeah. What? This is like. This is luxury. Better. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. You know, so um, I then started, you know, washing dishes as a dishwasher. TJ Fridays? <laughs> At TJ Fridays with my brother and my Uncle Mike um, as a source of income because you once or shit. twice my mom had like not paid the electricity and the electricity got shut off. Yeah. And meanwhile, she's still having like loser ass dudes come and live in right. this one bedroom apartment with us. Terribly. You know, I would come home from work and find these dudes like right. drunk, passed out with their nuts out. And <laughs> yeah. It's funny. That's it's a horrible sight. No, yeah. Well, yeah. Saying, yeah. And this is my existence. These are the men that I'm seeing. These are the examples that I'm seeing. So in my mind, I'm like an alpha male. In my, you are. In my mind, I'm thinking like, I'm not an alpha better. male, man. Like, yeah. I'm better than these dudes. Like, nobody shit. If I had applied myself, I'd be great. Blah, blah, blah. You know, so washing dishes there, um, you know, my mom then asked me to start paying rent. And I was like, you know, fuck that. <laughs> you got me fucked up. Like, absolutely <laughs> not. not. You have a boyfriend in the house who's a drunk and doesn't even pay rent, who yells at me at night that I need to, like, work more so you can help my mama. You need to help your mama. You need to help your mama. And I mean, this guy and I would get in, like, physical fights. Yeah. I mean, he'd be, like, instigating me to, like, make himself look better than my mom. And, like, just watching my mom and, like, how easily manipulated she was again, I was, like, pretty much over that roller coaster. You know, so I met this young lady at work, um, Ashley. Um, she had started, like, taking care of me, I guess. Like, pretty she much. was giving me rides. She was, like... Motherly love. Very motherly to me. Mm -hmm. So I grew, like, very attached to her quickly. Um, and with my mother asking for rent, you know, I was, like... I'm out, bitch. I'm tired of it, you know, but at the same time, um, it was a big shift in my world because at the time I was 17, I was a high school dropout uh, dishwasher while all of my friends were talking about what colleges they're going to go to, mm -hmm. what schooling they're going to go to, and I'm like, man, I am a fucking loser. Yeah. And I literally was just angry. I hated my life. I, I took the bus. I, I took the bus every day because I, I had to. I remember my boss sat me down and was like, hey, you really need to like check your attitude or like think about getting a new job. And I'm like, I can't. I need this job. And was do you, like, when you think about that phase in your life, do yeah. you connect it with anything on the physical realm, physical level? Like, because I remember those times too, you were very angry and kind of like um, just very reactive to things. 100%. And like, how did, can you think, because I know you're really good at remembering things. Can you think back and think about how you felt physically? Like, were you, because I, let's be real. Basically, at the time, I started working at TJ Fridays, so I'm eating like the Shit. worst food ever. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not aware of it, because my whole childhood, I'd eaten worse food. Well, know? and then also, you just came out of something that was extremely traumatic. So, you are literally post-traumatic stress disorder. Like, you are in that. So, you're yeah. in fight or flight. So, so now, you're still in the fight or basically flight. Basically, Ashley became the conduit to carry all my stress and anger. You know, so, like, 
I would just vent it out to her, you know, and, and basically it was her fault that her life was better than mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's how I put it, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you don't understand. Like, you don't have to go through this. You didn't go through this. At this time, I'm still blaming my mom for everything. I'm still blaming my dad. Why didn't somebody just tell me that my life was going to fucking suck? Yeah. If I was going to wash dishes or, like, not go to school, that's how I felt. I felt like everybody else was Everybody called. had owed me something me. and everybody failed me. You know? Yeah. And, um, you know, so I kept this mindset on for, like, years. A couple years, three years. Yeah. Until I moved out of my house with Ashley. You know, she was going to school. I was, like, I had lost my virginity to her. So I was, like, I need to, like, explore life before, like, I have a midlife crisis. You know, I was, like, very you afraid. You did of... have a midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah. You did. Like, you did, but you were only, like, 22. Yeah. Or something. Well, you um, had a lot of life. Friend. That was a lot of. Yeah. Yeah, like... you had to grow up fast as fuck. Yeah, so I moved to Uptown, and this was very healthy for me. You know, I'm living with. You know, my high school best friends are like, I mean, they were in high school while we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, we're living together and these guys are like very down to earth, very positive minds, you know. Like um, the kumbaya type. Yeah, I mean, we're playing music, we're, we got gardens going, you know, but at this time, you know, I'm not aware of anything, but I want to get some girls. Uh, so at this time, I mean, this is the time where my ego became like something else. Do you feel like it was like whiplash? What do you mean whiplash? Like just going through this life of like having to be in full Brian survival mode and then all of a sudden you were like freedom. Well I mean quote unquote freedom. So basically when I was a kid I felt like I was really fat, really ugly, I had a lot of pimples. Well and everyone made fun of me. I never had yeah an attraction yeah. with women. Like I was always like, And you didn't have school to meet girls. I felt back. like I was the gay best friend. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I was like attracted to my mother at a point because I had like just been at home. That happens a lot. Yeah, I think yeah. I think just being honest with my yeah. brain. But uh That actually happens a lot especially children who are neglected. They become like they get this weird like attraction for like their I mean it was just the only lady I saw. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you're just like, fuck. Yeah, you couldn't leave the house unless you took the car and stole it. Yeah. <laughs> stole it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so when I started living with these guys, I mean, this is when the first ideas of, like, introduced, you know, were, I mean, I was still very judgmental. I was still very, like, insecure, very shut. So, I mean, they would be like, ego -driven. this is, like, kombucha. I'd be like, wow, that's gay. You know, like, <laughs> what the fuck is kombucha? Dudes are gay, you know? And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I'm still that, like, manly, like, fucking meat Toxic face. masculinity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, where these guys are in here, they're in tune with their shit, they're doing yoga, and I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, guys are, are gay. You guys are fucking gay. <laughs> like, yeah. What are you doing out here? You know, it's Just like, putting down things that you don't understand. Why are you taking care with? of yourself? Yeah, and, and basically. Well, that's not how you saw it, though. No, I, I was I very know. fortunate yeah. at that time that, like, my friend Adam didn't have a huge ego. Yeah. And he was able to be like, you know, yoga is, like, really good for your posture and stuff, you know, it's, like, gonna help you, like, mobilize throughout your day, like, give you a clarity That's legit how he talks, too. Oh, <laughs> all right, well, you know, okay, I might, I might like, consider doing that, you know, yeah. I might, like, actually look at doing that, you know, and, uh, basically became, like, a can't beat him, gotta join him. Right. Okay, so, I mean, I started getting more into, like, spirituality at that time, I would say. Yeah. Just from, like... You were like crystals and yoga and... But it wasn't in like full effect, you know, yeah. until like I ran back in with this friend who like had some LSD and this dude, like I, from being in rehab with all my you friends, was, was like, oh, that is the one drug that I wanted to try, like so yeah. bad. So I, I fucking tried this drug 
And I'm like, I'm sitting with him. And like, when we were kids, I taught him how to play guitar. Like, not taught him, but like. Are you talking about Chris? No, this is a. But it doesn't really matter. The one you, not the one you lived with, right? Jared Tripford. Okay. okay. <laughs> so like, I'm, I'm tripping out with Jared. Jared is like, oh yeah, students, I remember him. You know, and uh, he's he comes over. I had stopped playing guitar because you know everything sucked. And, and then, the world sucked. Yeah, he was friends with my friends all of a sudden, and like he came over to play guitar and was like talking about LSD and like who's way better at guitar like than I ever could have imagined. Like I was like, Damn. now feeling like very regretful that I didn't play guitar anymore. That I like. Didn't play that. So we had tripped out together, and I, I remember looking at him and being like, yeah, I'm really sorry. And he's like, what? What do you mean? I'm like, I'm just so sorry. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, because I'm crying. He's like, you're not crying. And like, a couple minutes later, I was like, fucking bawling. Yeah. He's like, well, what's wrong, man? I'm like, I just gave up on, like, music. I, like, gave up on me. Like, Your heart. I just realized at that time, like, I had given up on myself. Like, yeah. All my ideas, all the things that I loved, the things that made it, like, worth me Brian. being me. Yeah. I had just given up on, you know, and I just bent to the will and whim of everything else. So I had, like, amazing breakthrough. I was fucking crying. I was like, I need to get more of that stuff. Whatever that stuff was, like, that was the juice. Yeah. You know, so... <clears throat> I'm living with my friends for like a few months more. And you're still working in the restaurant. Yeah, I'm working in uh, TJ Fridays now still. You know, so I got I got. Did you fired. level up? Did you go to like saute? I had leveled up, so I <laughs> went through from 17 to 19. I went through like all the stations at Fridays. I got fired for threatening a manager that I would whoop his ass. <laughs> Just needed to remind that motherfucker wasn't reality. <laughs> like, yeah, you might be the king of these burgers, but like we go outside off the queue up. You know that's how yeah. I felt. So I got fired. Uh, so then I, I got, they called me back a year later, I started working at Mabel Girlfriends. So this is where I met, like, my first girlfriend outside of, like, my girlfriend. Yeah. Okay? This is all your important wife. stuff, otherwise I won't say it. No, this is not my wife. Oh. I met no. my first girlfriend outside, outside of, of your wife. My current wife. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Um, Sorry. And this girl, you know, she's 28 years old. She was really beautiful. She had, like, a kid, and uh, um, she kept giving me the flirty eye. And uh, this is, like, my first experience getting, like, flirty eye type deals, you know, I'd always been ugly and fat, you know, and, uh... <clears throat> Feeling desirable. Yeah, I get with her, and, like, my whole style and, like, game at that time was, like, romantic, man. I was, like, gonna be the man that swept you off your feet. Yeah. And, like, we gonna kiss under the moon and shit. <laughs> you know, and I, and I was, like, spiritual as, you know, but I was using it as an ego side. You were using it for a yeah, game, I was not, like, like, who you were. I foresee us together tonight. You're using it to spit game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, use it really bad. So, you know, we're getting together. We're spending, like, you know, a couple weeks together, you know, and, and we've, you know, we're really into each other, and we finally have sex, and in that moment, I remember thinking, like, I no longer want to talk to you. Oh, <laughs> Well, that's real, yeah, though. I don't, I don't, that's that's it was a chase for you. <laughs> it was a chase for you. I don't. No the desire, once like, you get the yeah. desire, and that can relate to ass so yeah. much. You don't that want it anymore. So much. Something that had or you want something else. Oh, yeah, because you weren't quote-unquote wanted by yeah. anybody. So then I had saw this 18-year-old girl, uh, this host who was working at Fridays, and I was like, damn, this girl is like the girl I actually want, you know. I'm going to get this girl, you know. So I like, but I don't want to break this girl's heart. I don't want to take responsibility for breaking this girl's heart. Okay. So I basically like... Treat her like shit until she breaks up with me. You know, this really shitty guy stuff. You know? Yeah. I'm like, I don't think guys just do that. Because I don't want to take that. Yeah, for sure. Girls do that yeah, too. Yeah, everyone sure. does that. But it's just like more of a guy. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. Yeah, well, more, now it's becoming a girl thing like, too because masculinity is so toxic now. Yeah. yeah. That it's like, 
The girls want to be the guys. Yeah, I don't want to say like the hurtful thing that's going to hurt you, which would be the strong and the correct thing to do. Like, hey, I'm really just not into you. You know? Like, yeah, I just want the chase. I didn't know. I didn't know. And that's what being honest with yourself. Yeah, but I didn't do that. You know. So instead, I told this. I started talking to this 18 year old girl, and I'm like. She's like, well, what's up with you and Erica? I'm like, oh, Erica, crazy as hell. You know, like, <laughs> Fuck that bitch. Erica, be standing outside my room and shit at night. You know, oh, you know, God. I play this role. Okay? Yeah. So I start messing around with this girl. You know, and I'm like, oh, this is the one. You know, this is gonna be like my uh, Brian for Ashley. You know, I think I'm gonna take this girl under my wing and like take care of her and nurture okay. her, and I'm gonna be that figure that Ashley was to me. This right. is my chance. This is my yeah, turn. to save somebody. Yeah. So you know, I, we go to hang out. You know, she's I canceled. I gotta. I got uh, something to do. Okay. Cancels again. You know, yeah. Always these weird fucking things going on, right? And this is where, like, my karma comes into play, right? So I've broken this girl's heart. And then, uh, so I'm dating this girl, Katie, for, like, a month. You know, we'd seen each other, hung out, like, four times, you know, but we're dating. And uh, I get a call or a text from this bartender at Friday's. And he's like, hey, what's the deal with you and Katie? And I'm like, we've been going out for, like, a month, man. I don't know. And he's like, that's bullshit because... We've been going out for two months. And I'm like, oh. You got played you by got your own game. It, it was New Year's. Yeah, it was New Year's. So I was on New Year's night. I was. I had just taken Somali with my boys. We were going to have like a good night. Now I'm feeling like all Shit. these feelings. And I'm like. And he, Did it dig up it, old feelings? It, yes. Pain, like hurt, like all death, the way back to your death. Rejection, neglection, all that okay. shit coming up, you know. And then did you become angry again? Did you go in the cycle again? One hundred percent. So then I, everybody's I, I, I stayed, blah, blah, blah. I stayed vulnerable. But you were the asshole. But I, I know you were the one doing the but shit. But I was unaware of it. Okay, yeah. But so actually, you didn't accept I, that. I, I didn't think that at the time. I was the victim who was. This I was happens to me. Why does everything happen to me? She had a boyfriend. Was you just, were the side chick. I was the side chick. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> this guy tells me, you know, oh, you know, and she's actually slandering me. Uh, Katie said that, you know. Um, she was slandering That Yeah, you got, you're only saying that you guys are. Well, you did that to her, right? Oh, no, that was to Erica. Yeah. Okay, got it. But this girl's going around and saying that I only said I was with her because, like, she denied me, which prompted me to uh, then send him naked uh, pictures of her. Oh. And what he said to me was, you know, uh, she said that. You, you know, she sent those to you by accident. And I said, bro, if you're that <laughs> fucking That's stupid, what she told him. I don't know what to tell you. And then this guy said, I know, man, Lying but I just yourself. really don't know what to do. Like, I really like this girl. We ended up bonding over this experience. Okay. To where I was like, fuck yeah, bro. Like, bros over hoes. Like, fuck <laughs> those hoes. Like, you know, you got burnt. You know, yeah. That's how you're thinking. Yeah. You know, so I think that moment, you know, I started acting out at work again. I got fired like six days later after that whole incident. Because you're just cycling through yeah, your emotions. Again. I had a second job, but I just didn't give a fuck. I was at work, like, calling out my manager. Like, you want me to respect this guy? Fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> the next day just he, not dealing with reality. Yeah, the next day he fired me. And I'm like, well, I hope, I, I hope you're happy I got fired. You know, I just wanted that attention, that yeah. same thing mm-hmm. that I did Way when back kid, when you were a kid, know? yeah. So now all those same factors come up. Now yep. I'm not doing the things I want. I throw a temper tantrum and I act like a little kid. Yeah. You know, so then... Um, I would say, like, uh, at this time... Uh, was that your awareness? Like, big awareness for you? Well, this is the time when I realized, like... You have to have responsibility. How bad I had uh, treated Ashley. Oh, okay. Like, this is fucking terrible. So I I go back to get back um, with Ashley, and at this time, then I, like, my friend hits me up about the drugs. Yeah. So I began to, like, start doing lots of LSD, like, daily, every couple days, every three days, and it's, like, just who I am at this time, like, 
just we are not advising anyone to do this no <laughs> no just like whatever trip was i was that you know but at the time like i would lay there and i would just sit and i would be like you know i hate my life i hate this i hate that and then this voice started coming out like well what are you gonna do about it <laughs> and i'd be like uh, you know, like, what the fuck? Who is that? Just no. yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> Don't come at me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, well, what are you going to do about it? Like, well, nothing. Like, blah, blah, blah. What are you waiting for? Would be the one that I was like, well, I'm waiting for her to come home. And what happens when she comes home? Nothing, I guess. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you're starting to realize, like, I'm fucking doing nothing. Like, yeah. I don't do anything. And also, like, going through my mind and, like, seeing why I think things like this. Like, mm-hmm. why do I think that? You know, realizing that this whole life I've been living, I was like basically just mindless the whole time because I had just floating. no intention and no direction that I was like, I was just here. You were just crying. Like, you just know, emotions. Um, yeah, going through riding the wave, but not having like a surfboard. Yeah. Just being I'll, like, no I'll wrap it up yeah. a little more, but uh, like I started working with my brother again, you know, and I'm working on acid and we're working together and I'm like just not taking it serious because I'm just. Not correct in my heart and my mental. All my worlds are shifted. And, uh, you know, I say to him, he's he's now a sous chef. He's making decent money. And I say to him, hey, man, let's go back to school. Let's go back to school. I want him to be miserable like me. Like, let's, he looks happy. Let's Misery pull him out of company. Let's, like, let's so go back true. to school. Let's, like, How let's, much? let's give up on being a sous chef. And he's like, bro, I'm making like $50,000. I was like, like, I don't give a fuck. You're making 50 Gs? And he was like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, huh. Light bulb. So yeah. in that moment, I went to my chef and I was like, hey, like I can do a lot more than pantry, man. Uh, Help me out. What can I do to become a chef? You know, so I then started doing the procedures of a chef, you know, and as I'm watching these chefs, they start letting you into their minds, you know, like, so when these guys get in here, just have those fuckers do this, you know, I was those fuckers. I was those fuckers he's talking about. Yeah, you, you were know? the dishwasher. The yeah, I'm this guy. This, this uh, they made poor life decisions. That was a big thing he would say. I'm like, he's a human, man. I'm like, well, poor life decisions. And I started feeling like a responsibility for these guys around me. Like, yeah, like you're their fucking. Hey, like, this guy's a fucking human representative. being. Dan's like a homeless, shitty looking guy, but he's a sweet dude. Yeah, you know, like, go talk to him. Right. You know, and uh, your empathy developed. Yeah, that started making me like not want to work for certain people. You know, I'm like, hey, like I'm not working for you. You don't have the values or the best interests of these dudes. There's no difference from the way you think about him to the way you think about me. You know exactly. I mean? And from there, I mean, I just started uh, going up, going up, taking the sous chef jobs um, until I got to my current job. And I was working with this old white dude that was like, you know, I'm sick of these amigos. He would just call Latinos amigos. You know, I want to yeah. get some. I want to get some white dudes in here. And I was he like, would say that to you. He said it to me. Oh like, Can God. you bring some white guys? And I'm like. Um, I'm not even white. Which <laughs> like, are you? Yeah, so at that time I was like, why don't I become the executive chef? Like, what's stopping like, me? Like, fuck this guy. What's the, what's the, the only thing that was stopping me was literally my mindset. The whole yeah. time people would talk about it, like, no, 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 I'm not ready. No, 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 I'm not ready. Just keep working for these dudes and you realize, like, everybody's a fucking idiot. Nobody really has an idea what's going on. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. But if I'm going to have to be following it, I'm going to be the one in charge. Yeah, I'm taking the lead. I'm not going to be there's nothing that can stop you. I swear. You realize that he has no idea what's going on. He's just trying to figure it out day by day. He doesn't have the ultimate plan well, in his pocket. And that just makes me think about, like, you growing up. And you think about, like, like we can go back all the way to, like, your parents beating you. And being, like, you think that your parents have the answers. And then as you grow up, you're like, 
these people don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, Just my like mom me. Sure. When she was 23. I was a fucking idiot at 23. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? I don't fault you at all, sister. That's how I feel with mom, you know? Like, yeah, like, um, no, none of these adults have any idea. You know, I, I had this moment, though, that Nobody I wanted to share. I was yeah, like, no. a month ago, okay, I was, on, I was on my couch alone doing mushrooms, and I was thinking about my mom. And, uh, you know, the one thing about mom that I don't think, you know, I could attest to, like, for myself it's like, this woman has never given up. Like, that woman has never given up. Like, she went through all these things. I don't even see a way that, like, you could keep fighting or keep living. Mm-hmm. But, like, she still finds worth in it. And, right. Like, oh, and she, she just has so much fucking trauma it, it, that she has I told you, it made through. me cry because I was like, and yeah, I didn't build her up. Like, I should be the king in her fucking kingdom. You know, I should be the yeah. dude who's like, well, Go, mom. the best for our mom. Yeah. Oh, only the best for our mom. Like, yeah. I felt like I really did her a disservice by that, but. But you can do, you probably can do that now still. You still can do that. Yeah. yeah. You can still do that. So what are some things now that you do, like, at work? I know you said that, like, you basically were like, fuck that. I'm going to, like, stand for the Latinos. Oh, man. So, I mean, like, these guys, they're so much more of, like, people than a lot of the people here, if that makes sense. They got so much more soul, so much more, like, passion, so much more drive. And they and come from, like, a lot of pain. You know, it's like... I watch these white dudes. I want to say white dudes, but yeah, they're white dudes. You know? Okay. Yeah, real. say, they'll be, say. They'll what's... be talking about these guys. Like, look at these guys. Like, looking down on them. I'm like, this guy fucking crossed, like, this whole country to get here without any papers while his fucking family's back home. And he just has to take this whole risk. And he works every day. Coming no to this job, up. not speaking any English, while you're yelling at him about fucking sauce on the side. Sauce on the side. And he's just <laughs> like, you yeah. know, he... That frantic scaredness, you know, mm-hmm. you were a kid and you didn't know when you're displaced. That's how I understood like, with them. Uh-huh. I, I started seeing them like as mean when I was a kid, yeah. getting my ass beat, not knowing like why am I getting my ass beat. Right. And that's right. the same thing when we're yelling at these people. Yeah, so, like, why is this guy being a dick? This can be like so much different. This environment could be so much you better. Can talk like, to them. Yeah, it could be like, you know, I would watch my GM and he'll be like, put the fries on the plate. And I'd be like, you know, like, you so if you're watching basketball, <laughs> do you think that the coach is just on the sideline like, shoot the ball, shoot the ball? No, he's like coaching them and giving them Telling like, them support. Strategic <laughs> yeah, strategic. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what our job is. Right. You know? it, but it's they a, don't feel that same kind of responsibility. And it's the same with parents. Like some parents will literally just scream and yell at you. And it's like there's way smarter ways to go about that. Same with teachers. Like teachers in school like sometimes they're just like fuck you guys i'm giving you homework and it's like but you're not teaching us the value of the homework right so like it's all about I mean, attention. that's another layer I mean, yeah. straight up literally it's all about attention. i mean if we were to pull back another layer it would go back to our system like what we're actually teaching people what we're actually showing them and like like the school actually, to prison pipeline what actually matters like, yeah what actually matters to be well, taught. Soci- that can be a whole nother episode oh, for sure society just being like all about money and money driven and just being fucked up. One hundred. One hundred. But I mean, it's fascinating how that you essentially took all of your mind litter and turned it into something positive. And I know you're still working on yourself. Everybody is. But yeah, it's definitely a day to day thing. Like, never think the work is done. Never think like happiness is an island you've reached. It's 
actually like a sprint that you have to keep running. You know? It's a state of mind. I yeah, think. it's definitely something that's continuous. It's not like a goal. It's yeah, just it's like not a place. And, and it not, evolves as you evolve. Like remember, what is like, happiness when you're six compared to what is happiness now? It's for not sure. the same thing. But just remember the limits too. You limit yourself very much so with your words. You know, and just saying mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I'm only happy if I have chocolate. Or just, yeah, little things like that are very poisonous. Like just even the innocence of it. You're, you're giving your power away. I need. I need. You don't need. Like, you, don't. you literally are selling your power right there. You're selling your power to the cigarette. I need a cigarette. Like, change your mind and start saying, I want a cigarette. And I'm choosing to go smoke one. And your whole brain will start to shift. Your it's whole true. mindset Every, will start to shift. Yeah, everything. Like, you really will. Like, I don't want to eat this sandwich. I know I shouldn't eat it. But I'm going to because it's delicious. Start having that kind of honesty with your mind. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, even if you do something wrong, like if yeah. you smoke a cig or whatever, yeah. it's like I chose to do something yep. bad for me. Give like, that power back Or if you. your day was stressful, I'm like, I'm doing this because I was stressed as fuck. Right. No, you're doing this because you're choosing yes. to do this. Like just change how you say it. Your tone. Everything kind of just will start falling into place like that, you know, like, and you'll start understanding your boss's mind and like, he's choosing to do that. It's his choice. I like how we kept we kept kept coming back to like intention mm-hmm. because it made me even think about how like you're the whoever the, the GM was being a dick. Yeah. Like his intention, I'm not, I don't know him or anything, but like his intention at work was probably maybe just to like make money, and then like the Latinos were there to save their family probably right. like, and it was a lot so harder. And they're not making as much money. They're working harder. They're scared, but it's just yeah, it's just yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about like going to frequency and vibration, he's on like the one fight or flight mode. You know, not the GM, but the cooks. Yeah, you know, they're in fight or flight mode. They're oh, trying yeah. to save their. They're family. you. When they're you working got out hard. Of the yeah, and this house. dude is like, just at a power frequency of just like. Just I'm all ego, probably. Food, give me the food, and then really at the end of the day, like another thing, you gotta go back and just go, who the fuck am I? I'm mm-hmm. nobody. Literally, if we all, I, I literally have to say that. Like, yeah, I look in the mirror sometimes. She was just saying that before yeah, you got here. Yeah, actually. I was literally yeah. like, I actually, that's like the self-check in the self-talk. That's the like, self-check. I'll though, look at myself and be like, like, you're cool. Who, who the fuck? Yeah, exactly. I like, can sit here and get all these ideas and like, get all these, like, we need to start doing this. People need to start really fucking checking this. Like, but who, who the, the fuck am I? Yeah. Who the fuck am I? I'm just like. Like, even when I give people advice, I mean, it's like a humbling. Yeah, it's not like a, you don't fucking matter. Like, you do not matter but also like but no like, like your you, opinion you really doesn't matter that much it just matters to you yeah, yeah. if you were literally sat down about things. it you do not matter i mean we really don't materialize yeah. anything or yeah. frequency and energy and water yeah it's fucking yeah. crazy so if you um i mean if anybody is listening to this and they can really hardcore relate to brian um do you have any bit of advice like one i know it's hard as fuck to do but do you just have like one piece of advice for some for somebody who's going through even just a piece of anything that you explained focus on you don't compare yourself don't compare yourself at all don't judge observe um but most of all like really focus on you and what you want and most everything will really literally come to you you know yeah don't get caught up in everybody else's shit. 100. I think it's important to say, like, if you don't know what you want, the more you focus on yourself, you'll figure out what yes. you want. Because I feel like a lot of people don't know what they yeah. want. And they get frustrated because mm-hmm. they're like, I don't know. Start asking questions. You, you, want, you, yeah. want, you want a husband? Yeah, I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you want this? Like, or even, like, what makes you happy? Like, yeah. what, well, what's what are your passions? What's a good wife to you? What's a good husband to you? What's a good mm-hmm. person? Like, start being like, that person. Like, people will then. just settle. 
Well, yeah. Well, like, because you I don't know what, what you want. Like, what you really want, and then I'll start embodying that as a personification in the world. Mm-hmm. Or, like, and you'll Be attract it. You know person. what I mean? Yeah, it's like how I was saying about shame. Like, if you if I want to be unworthy, I'm yeah. going to find shit to tell me that I'm unworthy 100%. over again. But, like, if you want to be great, you will find things that... I will get you to convince me by the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, yeah, hell yeah, that really sucks. Like, if you're sitting there, like, bad talking, if you talk yeah. about yourself bad all the time, you're going to hang out with people who talk bad about themselves. Or you have low yeah, yeah, whatever. That's and the then the misery, up, that's too. That's the you end up smoking a cigarette with every day, and you're like, hey... You yeah, guys are like getting worse together. And then you yep. realize sometimes when your life starts getting better, you hang out with him and you're like, hey. And he's like, hey. I'm still down here. And you're like, how's <laughs> life? And he's like, it sucks. You know, same old. And you're like, well, it doesn't have to, you know. like. And then they're just like, no. And now, they, now they don't like you. <laughs> yeah, it's true because they can't be miserable with you. Misery needs company. But if you had that person around, you couldn't level up. So, yeah. I mean, you, it would be hard. That's another thing. Up. Every single person. Uh, shares their purpose. Like they might be just a reminder when you see them and they're bad mouthing somebody. Just a reminder to, be to like, not be nope. like that. Yeah. To not do that. Be thankful for those kind of people because mm-hmm. I swear to God, if we were doing all the same shit all together, there would be no reason for any of us to be here. Literally. We're gonna learn from like any situation. Yeah, better. If you have the mindset. Yeah. Yeah. If you. Yeah. That's true. That's true. So if anybody wants to reach out to you. Where can they find you? Um, I have an Instagram, um, Chef Brian Sharp. It's like Chef Dash Brian Dash Sharp. Sharp. We'll cool. put it in the bio. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Must do um, that. And then, I mean, just my regular Facebook. I'm a regular dude. Brian Sharp. Oh, you're a cool dude. I'm just a regular guy. Regular dude. Regular guy. But yeah, um, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show. We really enjoyed um, listening to you, and I'm sure lots of people can relate to things that you said, or it resonates with things. With wait. Things that you said resonate with them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this episode was tight. Thank you. Oh, well, yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. Trash walks. Trash walks. Go on a trash walk, post a pic, tag us, and subscribe. Definitely subscribe and share. Please and thank you. We Bye. love you. Hell yeah. Bye.